0: Hello, I'm Jahan Colbert, and welcome to CHIA's podcast series on accreditation from the perspective of accreditors. In this series, members of the CHIA Accreditation Advisory Committee will discuss issues of importance to accrediting organizations and accredited colleges and universities. These presentations are in their own words and reflect the accreditors' views. And now, Leah Matthews, Executive Director of the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, D-E-A-C. Distance education, more than ever before, is permeating the field of higher education. This is to such an extent that quality assurance has to be a topic of every distance education educator, faculty, and administrator. Quality assurance is a process primarily carried out by accreditation, but there is also very important involvement by states and the federal government the impact of distance education and technology on our understandings of education quality are important to discern. This podcast is going to provide an overview of quality assurance issues in distance education. In that spirit, I'd like to examine some topics across some general themes, such as the external and internal dimensions of assuring quality and distance education, major initiatives by organizations that work to impact quality in distance education, and then some of the tools and techniques that are in the field for reviewing distance education. The regulatory environment and institution mission primarily shapes how one views quality assurance in that context, as does the debate about outcomes and inputs as measures of institution quality. The interplay among all of these is frequently complex and sometimes not well aligned, Accreditation standards are established whether an institution or program is seeking accreditation for the first time or renewal of accreditation. Accredited institutions are expected to maintain compliance with all accreditation standards during their term. And standards are also used in midterm monitoring processes for all programs, whether distance education or those offered on campus Accreditation standards represent a comprehensive and detailed collection of requirements, focusing first on an institution's mission, the profile of the student body, and then extending to all material dimensions of an institution's operations, each of which are guided by and intended to support an institution's mission and the students that are served. Accreditation standards are intended to be both definitive and aspirational, definitive in that each accreditation standard sets forth its requirements with precision and transparency and aspirational because, as with all educational endeavors, there's always room to improve. That's why running thematically through accreditation standards is the requirement that institutions continually monitor their performance and look for opportunities to improve. External and internal dimensions of quality assurance brings about a great deal of debate. Accreditation of distance education has no loss of debate in that category. Institutions must comply with external accountability mandates and regulatory requirements. These requirements call for transparent, accessible, and meaningful data to various stakeholders that include state and federal agencies and accreditation. Much of this work is motivated by a need to protect students as consumers and to ensure a quality education system is in place. One example of an external mandate on distance education is confirming state authorization for distance education across state boundaries. There are many efforts through the National Council of State Authorization and Reciprocity Agreement that work to assure education quality and consumer protections across state borders. These efforts are meant to protect students and also offer a stronger network across states for the review of distance education, whether offered within their state or being offered to students within the state by an external institution to that state. Another external feature that has a mandate for distance education is the federal definition of distance education. The federal definition of distance education defines distance education as education that uses one or more of technologies to deliver instruction to students who are separated from the instructor and to support regular and substantive interaction between the students and the instructors, whether synchronously or asynchronously. Recently, the US Department of Education worked with a subcommittee on education quality to clarify the definitions of instructor, regular and substantive. On July 1st, 2021, the Department of Education published these definitions to clarify its expectations. An instructor of a distance education program approved to be operated for federal financial aid and the Department of Education's review is someone who meets the qualifications for instruction as established by the institution's accrediting agency. In addition to the definition of instructor, substantive interaction is engaging distance education students in teaching, learning, and assessment, consistent with the content under discussion, and also includes at least two of these activities providing direct instruction, assessing or providing feedback on a student's coursework, providing information or responding to questions about the content of a course or competency, facilitating a group discussion regarding the content of a course or competency, or any other instructional activity as approved by the institution's or program's accrediting agency. An institution ensures regular interaction between a student and an instructor or instructors by prior to to the student's completion of a course or competency, provides the opportunity for substantive interaction with the student on a predictable and regular basis, commensurate with the length of time and amount of content in the course or competency, and monitoring students' academic engagement and success, and ensuring that an instructor is responsible for promptly and proactively engaging in substantive interaction with the student when needed on the basis of such monitoring or upon request by the student. There are less formal external forces in play. For example, organizations that work in a cooperative manner where member institutions may provide program-level outcomes data, student demographics, program information, or the results of nationally-normed assessments. Such examples are the initiative of Transparency by Design, or the National Survey of Student Engages, or College Choices for Adults. A second but equally important framework for quality assurance is the internal frame. And this, to many folks in quality assurance, is more meaningful some of the external quality assurance uh, frames that I just mentioned. This is a manner in which quality assurance is viewed that of internal continuous improvements. The ultimate measure of quality is the degree to which students can demonstrate learning outcomes at the level deemed appropriate at the course level and the program level. Regardless of delivery mode, many will say that assessment of distance education courses and programs has to take place on multiple levels through valid instruments and methods, and that this is the kind of quality assurance effort that should receive the most attention as educators. This type of attention is not only for distance education, but for any educational outcome offered in higher education. Distance education, however, often uses technology enabled courses or even hybrid, high-flex models of learning. And they may have some advantages over conventional face-to-face courses because of the tools that can be incorporated for students to demonstrate their learning and the data that can be collected through the learning management systems. This is not only about how individual students are learning, but this is incredibly valuable for subsequent course and program improvement. Such data was enormously present during the pandemic for institutions to really focus on how they were delivering distance education effectively and meaningfully for their students. In terms of outcomes assessment, The ultimate indicator of institutional effectiveness and quality is right behind the program design and program learning design, whether pulled together through an instructional designer, working with faculty, or through being built by an online program management service, working with an institution, all needs to keep principles of quality assurance at top of mind and in the right direction for the program. Traditional quality indicators, most emphasized by the external environment that I described earlier, have been input-driven. There's great debate on inputs versus outputs as measures of educational quality, and these debates continue in higher education. The long dominant input approach is based on a view of institutional and programmatic quality that assumes putting appropriately qualified faculty and appropriate resources into place at an institution along with solid academic resources, services for students and funding will lead to the desired outcome. However, more needs done to measure these inputs and to gather data on these inputs as evidence of student learning and as evidence of student achievement. Our experiences in higher education has demonstrated how important these measures are and how much they are needed on a continuous and ongoing basis. We have to be prepared to respond to questions that arise about how well our students and graduates have been educated and the return on the investment from the vast amounts of state, national, and even private investment in higher education. Increasingly demanding outcomes data and using that data to assess institution quality is a development that keeps getting attention from both external and internal stakeholders. There is an impact about how many programs are serving students in unique and different ways. There are organizations that work very closely with distance education institutions to provide a variety of quality assurance initiatives and a promise to influence the design of distance learning, teaching, and best practices frameworks. There are quality course rubrics and checklists and regular discussion forums that are developing on teaching and learning and distance education. To mention a few, I'd like to call attention to the Wichi Cooperative for Education Technologies. This is an organization that promotes many best practices, whether it's how to select a proctoring service for student examinations, uh, best practices in faculty development, uh, the best available technologies to support student learning, and also a wonderful, wonderful listserv where practitioners and distance education can share their ideas and questions about how they are developing their quality indicators that are aiding in the design and evaluation of online programs, and to help demonstrate that their programs have sufficient quality to university administrators, governance boards, and accrediting bodies. Many of the best practices promoted by the Wichi Cooperative for Educational Technologies have matured from kind of separated, individualized instructional technology methods to more mature models, such as institution-wide teaching and learning practice and distance education and integrated activities that are based on sound pedagogical principles that are transcending the model of distance education. Quality course rubrics and evaluator checklists are also another tool and practice that institutions are turning to to improve their distance education delivery systems. An organization called Quality Matters offers an incredibly effective trained the assessment evaluator to help institutions internally develop their practices of quality assurance in distance education. And also Quality Matters creates an incredible network of these trained evaluators to collaborate on their practices, share information about design principles for distance education courses, and also the tools that they are using to evaluate student learning. All of this work by Quality Matters supports a culture of assessing quality from within using self-checks of standards. Other organizations, such as the Online Learning Consortium, the U.S. Distance Learning Association, and Educause offer a myriad of quality assurance practice models that are available across the spectrum of faculty and instructors who are working in distance education. Whether supporting teaching assistants or doctoral students for a professional doctorate or developing students for their research practice, there are many ways that faculty and instructors in distance education programs can have access to very important development activities that will enhance their pedagogy in distance education. We have to be focused on preparing our current and future faculty with new strategies for implementing quality in this ever-growing internet-based teaching environment. It would be a disservice not to continually work with them on institutional culture and climate of assessment and hold them accountable for the student learning outcomes. Learning analytics are methodologies for capturing data that are aimed at improving conditions for teaching and learning. Many methodologies include a variety of tools, analytical models, and add-on features, such as learning management systems. The learning analytics that are built into learning management systems, also known as the LMS, can be used to very effectively identify students who are at risk potentially for not completing a course that potentially may not complete a program. And because these learning analytics and LMS systems can flag these students, pedagogical or other interventions can be applied to hopefully help resolve the student's uh, interruption in their learning and get them back on track. This promise of continued development and increasing sophistication of these learning analytics has every opportunity to evolve and improve upon the identification of student learning styles and abilities that can lead to better customized teaching methods, better student support materials, and curriculum design that will help at an individual level how students or small groups of students can succeed. One leading factor that is motivating this development and the popularity of learning analytics through distance education management systems is that the distance education learning environment is providing unprecedented opportunities to collect and analyze data to support quality improvement. I have said this over and over again at different presentations I make and at conferences I attend. Higher education needs to focus on applying data mining techniques and analytics that have long been used in the industry and other areas of higher education. But these predictive models can be very effective by analyzing massive data sets of what the learning management system is gathering about student involvement in the learning system. And these data sets can help predict whether a student be successful in an online course and to kind of target where needed intervention strategies. There are softwares and artificial intelligence activities that can work in tandem with these analytic strategies. Data analytics, as many of us know, can be used to support quality assurance by providing data-driven information for improvements at the course and program and student support level. And at the very best of this, is the data mining process. This can offer some actionable reports to faculty, students, and staff to develop and implement strategies and improvements that will help assess effectiveness of the intervention and the quality of these improvements learning management systems can show where students are spending most of their time and how this behavior relates to student success as measured in course completion and learning outcomes attainment. Such analysis can enable institutions to drive their quality improvement programs with valid data and not just on some anecdotal information provided on the institution and its programs. I can't say enough about this Very, very important effort involved in quality assurance for distance education. Perhaps as important as developing appropriate instruments to assess programmatic and institutional quality is identifying tools and organizations that will help distance education leaders effectively administer, manage, and analyze their assessments. I encourage distance education programs and institutions to reach out to organizations like WCET, the Online Learning Consortium, EDUCAUSE, Quality Matters, to gain access to information about learning management systems that can be available to provide data analytics. Web hosting and storage partners are an important part of such a package as well. And the key to understanding the power of these evaluative tools is that the system or web-based framework is available through many different systems for effectively administering assessment instruments. The more commitment there is to this process of administering quality assurance and using effective tools will help academic leaders address content of assessments and analysis from the results of those assessments. There are leading influences on the future of quality assurance. There are so many perspectives on issues that seem so relevant, especially in the year 2022. Institutions need to lead their quality assurance initiatives and distance education with the best available technology and data evaluation tools, and they need to closely examine the relationships between external accountability features and internal measures of quality assurance. These are significant in designing a program for long-term effectiveness and quality assurance. There are a number of considerations. That could also figure in reshaping how we go about quality assurance, especially given the prevalence of distance education in our time. Such trends like globalization of higher education, the increasing role of adjunct faculty, the increasing regulation of higher education and distance education. These regulatory frameworks and environments for distance education are complex and difficult. That's why it's important to engage with your community, engage with your accrediting organization, engage with an organization of distance educators to cover these topics. These topics, such as state authorization and the federal definition of distance education, are going to continue Regulations will continue to come about if there are concerns regarding the practices of distance education and the quality of education students are receiving. Given this complexity and the expense and the enormous amount of time required for compliance, There really isn't any silver lining here in the cloud of regulation. But if we continue to work together as a community of distance educators, we can help develop groundbreaking distance education quality assurance programs and place ourselves firmly in the work of preparing our students and graduates for an increasingly challenging world. Thank you for having me today on this CHIA podcast. Thank you for this thoughtful presentation. And we thank the members of the Chia Accreditation Advisory Committee for their participation in the podcast series and their support for Chia. Look for another in Chia podcast series soon. These podcasts are another way Chia informs members and the accreditation community.